you know, that's that's what I was saying. I really didn't. I guess I didn't get into the history of, of Point Pleasant, but but I will for a minute. Um, you know, I was I was telling you about this this TNT area, and uh, you know, my uh, my my partner in crime, Anne. Um, she's the co-host of the documentary. Not a lot of people know who she is, but you will eventually. Uh, but anyway, What's her name? she um, her name's Anne. And and what? Yeah, and uh, I'm not gonna out. I'm gonna dox her. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> like that. I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what she'll make her appearance as, but she's a very mysterious lady. Um, but she is a hell of a researcher. Oh my goodness, this woman. She's like, I think she works for the FBI, really. Um, oh, but no. anyway, no, she doesn't. But <laughs> she might. Um, but no, she's good at what she does. Anyway, she's been doing a comprehensive. Um, search like just research into the history of point pleasant just in general and uh you know one thing that we found out was that um with the tnt area the government bought that property originally you know belonged to people and they came in and they bought it out again to put a power plant to make munitions for world war ii that's what we're doing at the time and let me tell you point pleasant west virginia has a very 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 rich history just in general um it is right there i mean there is an actual point to Point Pleasant, like there is a physical, there's a park there, and they have like a big statue. And it comes to a big point, um, but the thing is, is that that park, um, that little park that they got set up, um, right there is where is exactly where Ohio, Kentucky, and West Virginia meet with the river. It's yeah, right on the river. Cool. Right, it's right on the Ohio River, and um, so it, it's it's a bit, it's been a big uh, area for for training. I mean, the shipyards have have been a very big deal there. Um, so of course, you know, then that's what, that's what we thought, right? I mean, they were building these munitions and whatnot, and, uh, they were going to ship them out to the shipyards, right? Except, um, the, the, um, the government, the Navy, which is who would control the shipyards, never bought any, any type of area to ship anything out of. There was no way for them to get these munitions out there. So then we thought, okay, well, how else? Okay, so they weren't boating them anywhere. They weren't shipping them anywhere that way. Um, how were they doing it? Um, well, they do have a railway system there. So we thought, okay, maybe trains. They wouldn't typically transport munitions on trains, but maybe. Except when you look into the railway system, there is a missing chunk of time from the 1920s to the 1960s there is no history and that's unheard of with these things especially for the time period that we're talking about that time period is very well documented and everywhere else but for some reason with the railway system there's nothing and it was just very very odd so it just seemed that they were producing munitions and then sticking them of course in these concrete igloos that they had for no reason at all i mean there's really no explanation for it and um you know to this day even you can go out there you're allowed um you can you can go explore one of these igloos as a matter of fact the museum the mothman museum owns one of them um because it's private property now everybody you can buy one of those things and um but i i wouldn't suggest just going out there because again it's private property and a lot of people use their igloo space for hunting and things like that so and and i'll tell you in west virginia they will shoot you so don't yep, just like go that out in there. texas too yeah <laughs> you can't you can't just go tromping around looking for right. a dog man or, or dog mothman, mothman because or... you're going to get shot probably more than likely than getting yes. seen yeah, you know, right. My my buddy Nick went out. Yeah. Uh, Nick Valenta. I don't know if you know Nick from the NAVP, yeah. but he went out there. I thought he he told me the other day. I can't remember exactly what he said, but that you can't get close to it now or something. something well, like. there. So that is. So that's another interesting thing is that in 2013, 
um, because the bunkers that haven't, I call them bunkers, igloos, whatever, the ones that haven't sold still contain munitions in them. And in 2013, one of those igloos blew up. And because uh, they're live munitions. And, you know, just with the deterioration over time, again, they've been there since the 40s. They've been there almost almost 100 years, um, but it did. It blew up, and uh, they closed that whole area off. You couldn't you couldn't get out there. So, um, and speaking with the guys over at the Mothman Museum, um, they actually clued me in on a little secret: is that uh, it blew up, and then about a year later, it blew up again. But nobody knew about it this time. They just knew that it blew up because Jeff Wamsley, who owns the Mothman Museum, couldn't run tours there. He was doing busing tours with with the museum. He wasn't allowed, but it wasn't being reported on. They just told Jeff that they had another thing, another thing blow up. But why wouldn't you report that in the news? Instead, they just had it all blocked off, which is weird. You know, it's very strange. And so what? I mean, this whole area is just surrounded in this in this air. And I'll tell you, when you go out there. I've gone out there once, and I've been out there, like I said, I go out all the time. I've been out in every season. I've been to this area, um, and, and we've had our own encounters out there. Nothing, I've never seen a Mothman, but we've definitely had some very strange things occur. Like what? Um, well, uh, so how Anne kind of started working on the documentary was that I took her down there um, because I, I, I don't want to go by myself. And so for a while, I was just kind of whoever would go you know, to go investigate and work on the documentary, you know, I would let them drive me, um, the luxury that they get. Um, but, you know, they get a free tour. They get to be, you know, my camera person and all this and that. They get a free tour of the area, you know, tour everybody around, do the fun stuff. And then you get to go to the, you know, TNT area. So Anne and I go out there. And what was really strange was that, um, so before we went out to the TNT area, we were stopped at the Mothman statue. We were getting ready to take a picture. And, uh, it was after we had visited the museum and I just kind of asked her, well, what do you think? What do you think about this? And she was like, oh, it's all, it's all just a gimmick. It's all just for the town to sell tours because, you know, look at it. That's all they got. It's nothing. So I noticed at that point in time, right in front of the Mothman Museum is a big clock and uh, just a big town clock right there. And uh, I, I heard church bells went off, going off. So I looked at the clock naturally and it was 342. And I thought that was strange that the clocks were going off at the 42-minute mark rather than the hour mark, right? That's, that's the church bells go off, you know, at the hour mark. It was weird. Um, but the but it was set – but they were set to go off. So I, I checked my phone, and my phone was also 342. So I was like, all right, that's interesting. No big deal. Um, but then we went out to the TNT area, and uh, we're, we're going out there, and – while you're walking up, I mean, there's water everywhere and the water is covered, just a complete film of algae. And in some areas it's even red algae, which isn't a good sign. I can tell you that it means that everything's really contaminated. And that's another thing I'll say. If you go out there, don't go out there when it's flooded with rain and don't go touch the water. You will get immediately. Yes. <laughs> or something. It's just not a good, it's not a good idea. It's, it's all the munitions and stuff, the TNT, the DNT, it's been leaking in that area since the forties. Don't do it. Anyway, um, so we go out there and we're kind of hanging out for a minute and, uh, we're just kind of watching the water because there's all these bullfrogs there, which was really fun. They're really, they're, they're silly little guys. I like them. They're cute. Um, but you can hear them and they're going crazy. They're so loud. I mean, there's probably hundreds just in this little strip that we're, that we're on at that moment. And, uh, but we're watching them. They're jumping out of the water. Now the water doesn't move. Okay, so the bullfrogs will jump out of the water. And unless you're looking at that bullfrog at that point in time when it jumps, you're not going to see it based on the ripples because there are no ripples. 
And uh, while we're standing there, there's a deer off in the distance. And, uh, you know, Anne's like, oh, my God, look at the deer. I'm like, oh, my God, look at the deer. So then she's like, hold on, I'm going to get my phone. She goes to pull her phone out. And I look down at her, pulling her phone out. And then we both look up. The deer is completely gone. Didn't hear it move. It's a deer, though. You know, that's how deers are. Except one thing that we noticed was that looking at that area again, and now we've confirmed it, it's all water. That deer was walking on water. That deer walked off of the water without uh, any noise or, or anything. Um, so, so then, so that was weird, but it's connected. Hold on. So then we, we try to go into one of the igloos and both of us just got hit with this overwhelmingly doom sensation. I mean, it was just, it was unbearable. We couldn't stay just immediately. We walked into the igloo and we had to leave and, uh, and we did. And, and it was weird because that doesn't typically happen when I go down there. Um, so, you know, we left, but we both felt it. We just had to go and we did. So we had gone back to the Mothman statue and, um, we didn't take our picture earlier in the day because there was a big line to, t to take a picture and it was hot. So we decided to come back when it was cooled down. So we did, we took our pictures, whatever. And then we're standing around, we're talking about leaving. Then the church bells go off again. I thought, Hmm. I looked at my phone. It was 7:42 at that point. So I got to thinking and I, I won't get too big into numerology at the moment, but it's been, it's been an idea that I've been playing with. I've been playing with angel numbers and stuff like that. So I, I looked up the 42 um, angel number and what it was, was a sign to keep going. You're on the right track. You're onto something. You just needed to continue to pursue it. Um, but also we started talking about the deer again. And at the time we didn't realize we didn't know, we didn't know enough about the area that, that we had known that day, um, but we were talking about whether or not it was walking on the water or, or what. And, and I looked it up, and I, I looked up the symbolism of, of deers um, just in Native American lore, and the, the spiritual symbolism for them is the same message. Keep going. Don't, don't stop. You're on the right track. Keep going. And, uh, you know, since then, we kind of left. Um, it really rocked Anne. You know, she doesn't – she's tough. She's real tough. Um, so she'll, she'll never really admit it. But she just went all out and researching the depths of the water there. Um, she graphed out the entire area on a map just to make sure that this deer was actually walking on water, just to confirm that we saw a ghost deer. Whatever it was, a ghost, a spirit, something. It wasn't an actual physical deer. It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been. It wasn't possible where it was standing. And, um, you know, so that, that, that then kind of, you know, kicked her off and in, into the Mothman thing. And what's been interesting is that every time that I take a new person down there that's, that's maybe going to work on the crew, maybe not, is that something strange always happens to them. And it's just kind of like, it, it's kind of like a virus. Like this whole kind of Mothman phenomenon is kind of just, like it infects people, it infects the people around you, and then they start having their own. And I don't know if it's because maybe I talk about it to them and it opens their mind up to seeing these things differently. Um, but everybody seems to have some type of significant change going forward, and it, it starts off with something small, or sometimes it starts off with seeing a ghost deer, and then it just continues. It makes sense, but um, you know, it's it's not the it's not the only time we've ever had anything weird happen. Another time we went down there and. Uh, we heard this weird electrical noise and there's nothing out there that's in the middle of nowhere. There's no electrical poles or there's nothing like that out there. And it was just this electrical noise happening and, and we caught it. I've got it on camera. It'll be in the documentary. Um, but just out of nowhere. I mean, again, have we ever seen a Mothman? No, absolutely not. Um, 
but you know things are weird and then there's other things that i can't really translate i mean you tell me why every time i go down there i have to i have to i have to pluck out a piece of my hair and leave it i don't know why i have no idea why i just have to do it every time <laughs> and you know that like i said stuff like that i don't know how to translate into showing people you know exactly that urge or, or what that means but um it is a very strange area we went down there one time the whole place was gray it was gray colored and i'm talking the trees like the bark on the trees the leaves and you would think you know maybe it's winter time and it does get colder it snows there but i live in ohio and it gets cold and snows here but our trees don't actually turn gray the leaves don't turn gray that doesn't happen and it wasn't the winter then it was the fall why did that happen just one time out of all these times we've been down there. It's just, it's a very, it's a very strange, <laughs> it's a very strange place. <laughs> yeah. It's not, if you know, when you say it was great, like get gray. Like, like explain that. Like, what do you mean? I exactly what I mean. Everything down there. It was almost like, I mean, it, it was like, it was like there was a big forest fire and there was soot everywhere, except it wasn't because we were picking these things up. We we're picking up leaves and sticks and stuff off the ground and touching them. And there was no residue coming off. It was like we, we stepped out of, of our regular colored world, stepped into, you know, a, a, a TV from the fifties, you know, everything was gray. The sky wasn't, it was, it was a very sunny day outside and we would see wildlife out there, birds and butterflies and things like that. Um, that had color, but everything else was gray. The tr like I said, the trees, the leaves, and the grass were all gray. It was so strange. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. And it's, it hasn't been gray like that ever since. So we thought, you know, maybe it was – because initially we're like, why is this – you know, obviously we question why is this area gray? And we thought maybe it's because, hey, one of the bunkers blew up. Maybe we're close to it. We've mapped out the area. We've been trying to find these bunkers forever, and that's another thing is that we found them. We have found the bunkers that blew up actually right across from the one bunker that that exploded um there's another structure there which allegedly like the power plant and stuff where the scarberry siding originally took place where it started um the power plant's gone they took it down because allegedly kids were hurting themselves out there and whatever which you know could be kids did hang out there a lot um but they replaced it with the fairgrounds and so you can't get in the fairgrounds typically it's locked and stuff like that and so but we've been mapping out this area we've mapped out all these structures and all these buildings and what they were and what they're supposed to supposed to be. But across from the bunker that blew up is a building that is unaccounted for. There's no origin on it, again, which is weird because this is all government property. This is all public record now. It should all be out there. And, it, and there's this random building that doesn't have any type of history or any knowledge. It's off the grid, essentially. And so we've tried to get out there and get out that way. And when you look at the maps, because like what we've done is we've overlaid um, the maps from 1940s over um, the satellite image on Google and to try to see where everything is. Because there were roads and stuff there. Now it's kind of all overgrown. It's not all roads anymore. You can't drive down a lot of it, but some of it you can. Um, but we've tried to kind of get out on foot. Now, the, where the bunkers that blew up, there's several different ways to get back there. Several different roads, I guess, or paths or, you know, used to be roads. But they're all blocked off. And I mean really blocked off. Big gated fences and everything. So we've been trying to to come up with ways to to get out there and, and we have one. And I don't want to say what it is just in case there's interference, but we, we have a way to go see what this is. 
Um, but just w really weird stuff, really weird stuff that just doesn't add up. And I'm not a big like government conspirator at all. Like that's that is one thing about me is that because I do t I do have government informants. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff that they tell me that, you know, then the general masses are like, oh, there's this conspiracy and this conspiracy. And then I'll go and talk to them about it. And they're just like, no, absolutely not. But there is this thing. I trust them. I trust their word. So I'm just not a big government conspiracy in general. I think that there's a lot that they don't know. I think they know more than we do, but there's a lot they don't know. Um, however, I know with this one particular area, it's very strange. It's very much shrouded, shrouded in this mystery and, and these not necessarily lies. It's just that they didn't expect anybody to look into it, I think. And here we are uh, digging up every, you know, leaving no stone unturned. That's for sure. So <laughs> we'll get there. And, and what do you think about the like? So, so as far as like the encounters, we were talking earlier about the, the sure. one with the kids. Yeah. Of course, that one happened. Um, you know, that was in the 60s. Right. Have there been any sightings at all in the last, like, you know, 10, 15 years? Well, yeah, they're happening right now in, in Chicago. No, I mean in um, Point Pleasant. Oh, in Point Pleasant. There hasn't been, no. Um, you know, it seems in, in the last 10, 20 years, no, not really. I think there was a – there did seem to be a one-off. I think it was in 71. Um, somebody did report seeing it in, in the TNT area, but that wasn't that far off from the original sightings. Um, but as of recently, no, there hasn't been anything. Um, I, I honestly, I don't think the Mothman is 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 there anymore. Um, could he be there at any point in time? Sure, he definitely could. Um, but in Point Pleasant, no. Surrounding areas, yes, of course. Um, but again, we're still kind of waiting for these these witnesses to come forward because you've got people that think that they just see a really large bird, or you got people that think that they saw a shadow person. Realistically, it's probably it could have been the Mothman. You know, you've got these different incidences where um, they're seeing very much Mothman adjacent things, um, and that's kind of been more. What I've been specializing in doing is trying to find things that aren't necessarily called the Mothman, but are very similar. Um, so, I mean, those accounts, yeah, those are happening all the time on a constant basis. Um, but calling it the Mothman and tying it to the original Mothman lore, um, no, there has there hasn't been any recent sightings. And what and what what is what's to be made of like these <clears throat> sightings you get like out of just random places, you know, <laughs> with with the red eyes, like. I covered yeah. one that happened like a week or so before the shootings that took place in Las Vegas. Like someone yeah. claimed that they were in the hotel. And I think it was two kids that claimed they saw a flying creature or whatever. Um, you know, and then, and then of course there was that tragedy or it might've been two weeks before, but it was around the, around the time that that, right before that happened. And I mean, right. you know, what, what, I mean, what, what's to be made of that? Like, you know, and, and then, the, the the things that are going on in Chicago, like wh why why is Mothman there now? Is what I'm saying. Like that is a really. I mean, I think that it is obvious that this this thing can be anywhere at at any given time. But again, we know that it seems to kind of hang around certain areas and then kind of takes off and comes back. Um, with the Chicago sightings, I think one thing that needs to be said is that what we all know about Chicago is that a big city you're not talking point pleasant west virginia you know you're talking chicago illinois it's big and very populated and you have a lot of people there are instances of mothman being sighted amongst groups of people where not everybody sees it you know you, you'll have some people in the group that do and then others that don't 
You know, you've got these people with corroborating stories, but then they don't see it. One one sighting that happened was uh, this thing took off from one of the gosh, what building was it? Just one of the really high buildings right in, right there in the dead center middle of the city. And people saw this thing take off and fly off from this building, but not everybody saw it. <laughs> and, you know, other people had no, none the wiser that this had ever occurred, but it was very populated that day. It was in the middle of the day. Everybody should have seen it. They did not. Um, again, I think that it's attracted to these, these areas, just particularly of high strangeness. Like I talked about, Chicago's got Triangle Park. It seems to ramp up in energy, and it's just kind of like uh, it's kind of like that game of snake. You know, the, you, you eat the pellet, and your snake gets larger. I, I think it's like that in, in these cluster in these areas. Is that you've got one instance of of high energy happening? It attracts something else, which then attracts something else, and then attracts something else. It just continues to kind of grow. Um, but I do think that whatever this thing is, it's sentient. And it can pop up wherever it wants to. It can be wherever it wants to at any given time. Yeah, but I think it, I think it a, tends sorry. to hang out. I'm sorry. Oh, we get a lot of stories of people seeing things. And one person will say they saw this. And the other person will say they, they saw something different. And that actually happened when I saw that, that dog man. Or they won't man. even see it. Oh, yeah. Or they won't see it at all, right? And so it's like, and I don't know if that's a matter of just some of us can see these things and some can't. I don't I know if so. they're chosen, you know, I, I don't know if, if they pick us out. I don't know. You know, I've played with the idea that it could be trauma-based. You know, your brain sees something that doesn't logically make any sense. It will rewrite it and make it something normal or just make it disappear completely. You know, the human brain is a very, very interesting, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's it's definitely very complex and, and that can happen. And your brain just blanks out and just ignores that that ever happened. We still don't understand yeah. the full mechanisms of it. I mean, right. what 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 you were going to say, Nellie? Well, I just was going to ask um, Ashley what she thinks. Like, I don't know because I haven't heard any stories about it. But there's uh, the 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 people that are on the spectrum. I wonder if they see things a lot more than we do, or if they don't see anything at all. But I know of some of my friends who have small children, and they see things and they talk about, you know, um, spirits in the house, and then come to find out somebody was murdered in that house and they know details right. and it's like they have to that something has to be communicating with them well there was a guy that worked for us who was also the guy that i saw the dog man was basically was his brother-in-law and they have two autistic girls and when my friend's mother died the one that i saw the dog man with when when she died the oldest uh, daughter began to see her she would speak to her and she was having long conversations and, and hearing things that were like, you know, like stuff she was telling her, like she wouldn't know these things. Right. And and, and I think in some ways the, the people that, that are, that have uh, autism or Asperger's, they, they have like uh, abilities that we don't have. If that makes they sense. They definitely have a different perspective. They and, see things differently, and I think in a lot of ways right. they see it more correctly. <laughs> if that makes any sense, I mean, sure. it's not polluted by all these this other distractions. They're able to focus sure. on, yeah. It's, well, it's, and that's another thing I can say too is that you know when I speak to these people, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not one of those people that if if you share if you want to just share your story with me and and you want to leave it at that, never talk to me again. That's totally fine. I will. I, I that's fine. I take anonymous stories all the time. However. For the most part, I do try to get to know my people very well. 
and I have very close relationships with, with the people that I talk to for the most part. And we continue, I know, I know their family. I know what they do for a living. We become great friends, but what I learn about these people and, and it's not just, you know, I, I love people in general. That's, you know, mostly, um, you know, why I I'm so vocal and, 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 and entertainer at that is because I love people. The community is my favorite part. However, um, I do it because I want to see if their story changes at all. And I'll tell you what, normally they do. Normally they'll give you a short version of the story. And then eventually once you kind of build up that rapport, then they'll give more details because they didn't want to sound crazy the first time around. I understand, you know, but um, normally what I find out about these people is that these aren't just everyday people. These are typically much like myself, um, you know, survivors of, of trauma you know, it's people that have seen stuff, that have been through stuff, that have really experienced life in a different way than other people have. And, you know, Josh, you and I have talked about, you know, how we're similar in our, in, in our situations, you know, just throughout life. We've had it harder, right, than, than some other people. No, we and, certainly but, have not. No. Just, how dare you? I've never spoken of these things with you. Silver spoon. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> Lord Worthington it's, was never hard, never had a hardship <laughs> in his life super likely but i mean look at us you know now we're all into this stuff because we we have a different perspective and uh and i think it's a very similar concept to, to what you're saying with people maybe on the spectrum you know again it's all about having that that perspective and then that perspective i think starts with the constitution within yourself and uh you know so i, I do think that there's something to it um i don't know what it is exactly yet but i think that you know i think that it is something and i think that it is scientific in a way because we could we could sit down and really do a study on on these people and uh what they experience and kind of correlate that but then again correlation isn't causation you know what i mean it's not the same thing um so who knows uh but i do believe that um i do believe that people that have mental you know mental incapacities i guess mental illness i don't know what to call it i got mental illness that's whatever um i, I don't know what's pc but you know i do think that they have a different uh they're able to see these things a little easier than, than other people are. And that's just, I think that I, I would be comfortable even calling that a fact, to be honest with you. Just yeah. from experience. It, it seems to be that, that that's the case. I mean, yeah. it, it's weird too. Like when you look at this creature, okay. And what it is, it has like its own cult following, just like the dog man, which, which also leads to the idea that somebody threw at me the other day. They said, Hey, what if people are talking about the dog man, moth man, you know, goat man, whatever, so much that it's actually creating a tulpa with these, oh, with yeah. these tulpas. Yeah, I've, I've, I've played with that idea before. Um, you know, I, I think that there is, you know, and that kind of dates back to, um, you know, I've said before that I do believe in, in flesh and blood cryptids. Like, I believe that that Bigfoot is a flesh and blood cryptid. However, however, you've got stories of Bigfoot being seen carrying balls of light mm -hmm. and Coming just out of them coming out of them Very you've got common. stories of them of people having footprints in the snow that lead to nowhere and just up and disappear and you know and it's like well how do you account for that now does it mean that bigfoot isn't a flesh and blood creature no i think that we do have flesh and blood bigfoot but i think that i think that there's also these you know i guess for lack of a better term i'm not totally comfortable using the word tulpa just because i I just I don't like to speak in absolutes unless I absolutely Bigfoot know. Bigfoot was abducted by Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Bigfoot was walking along. Oh, what is that? Red? Oh, Mothman just picked him up. Like, took oh, him dinner. off. That's it. You're done, Bigfoot. Sorry, 
Mothman got hungry. <laughs> it could no, no, see, I'll speak in absolutes on that one. That's that, yes, that's what happened. That's what happened. That's um, exactly what happened. He was he was messing with Sasquatch case. and then yeah. he got carried away and Jerky was involved, but then it just that was it. Right. I was like Jerky got involved. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, I shall. I'm on the case. Lord Worthington will go and investigate. Mm, it looks like the Sasquatch stopped here. And the giant Mothman swooped in and grabbed him. There was a brief struggle. Mm, Sasquatch was preoccupied with eating his beef jerky. Didn't fight back good enough, and he was killed. Mothman feasted upon him in that tree right there. Uh, sir, how do you know it's that tree right there? Because I said so, Watson. Why are you interrupting me? Low birth born person, get away from me. This is what has happened. It's the proof. Now, enjoy the flask with me. That's, 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 very, that's very likely. I get it. No, Pretty much. Oh, that's the Victorian version of it. That's, that's the Charles Dickens version of it. Now, well, next. I, I, I'm telling you, though, it's so you, you have so much information about this, this uh, yeah. creature. Like, yeah, you have to have, like, it, just your thoughts alone have probably created seven, eight tulpas. Because we've been talking, These people probably getting probably chased around their house, listening, going like swatting them with a with a with a broom, trying to get them out. You know, this is Ashley's fault. Why did you? <laughs> Thanks a lot, oh. Ashley. It's not even Wednesday. It's not even Wednesday. We're talking. It's not even Wednesday. Yeah. The attack from Mothman should have waited until Wednesday at least. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> a- after the Josh Turner live stream on Tuesday, folks. But but you know then you talk weird with with Ashley and then we wait a day we pause and we just hang out and then then you come back and Friday here's Ashley again talking crazy about Mothman. Ever thought they'd get away with it? It only deal with it on Wednesdays. But uh, here you are. Um, here, yeah, here you are. No, I, but I, I agree with you. I mean, I mean, you said that I've, I've I might have created you know six or seven sitting here. Well, that's what I'm saying. When I when I take people out and do this with them and I explain it to them. Then stuff starts happening to them, and I and I don't know if I'm responsible. No, I think it's just them. there. I mean, you know, like like yeah. what you saw about the deer. I mean, like here, here's the thought. I had, I had an old, a roommate of mine live with me four or five years. A great guy, and he lives up in Colorado, up in the mountains now, up near Leadville. He's a good guy, and his name's Pete. And Pete, if you're listening, to shout out to you. We used to talk about weird stuff all the time. And one of his theories on ghosts and ghostly phenomena, he was a firm believer that we were we were seeing other timelines or alternate realities. Like he believed that that's what was going on. So, like that deer, it, it, you could have been seeing a deer. The, the 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 lines between our reality and another reality that's part of the multiverse could have been the lines are being blurred, and where that deer is walking, um, you know, it is dry land. Right. Does that make well, sense? I mean, yeah, that that would make a lot of sense, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know that that would make a lot of sense. Well, that's what you know when I tell the deer story. You know, people are like, "What does that have to do with Mothman?" Um, well, it has everything to do with it. If it's an right. interdimensional thing, or if it's a, you know, if it's something that could, like I've said about these ultra terrestrials, and of course John Kill. I mean, you were talking about him sure. earlier. When you you look at how the the bending of space and time. You know, right. I mean, of course, you go back to the, the stories of, of our creation. There's people who argue vehemently of the Anunnaki and that they were able to bend space and time to walk through stargates and and, uh, you know, create, right. you know, and, and so they could go from one end of the galaxy to another by a stargate. And then, you know, and so then you're sitting here going like, wow, that's it's hard to wrap your mind around quantum physics, quantum mechanics. 
but you know there that would be a place of weirdness like you know and the mothman would travel through and back and forth if it's a portal vortex uh stargate whatever because we are spiritual beings i don't care what anybody says we're living in a very high density place but a lot of these entities when you hear about abductions and things like that you'll get you'll get cases of people where these things walk through walls like they defy the yeah. laws of our physics at least completely right. i mean right. and then there are people who are like well how does how could a werewolf exist? It'd have to change and have all these weird and all the energy it would take and blah, blah, blah. Not really. I mean, because they don't live by the same laws of physics that we do. I mean, I tried to explain that, you know, about like the two-dimensional person. When you draw the two-dimensional person on the piece of paper and he doesn't perceive us, the three dimensions. We can see everything right. on him, but he can't see us. Same thing with the fourth dimension. They can see us. We can't see them. Right. Well, exactly. We can influence that two-dimensional uh, being as much as we want to. We do whatever we want to do. We can even go as far as giving our little cartoon sentience to mm -hmm. make it aware that we exist, and then we can rip it away from them. We can do whatever we want at that point. We can influence that world however we want to do it, but they can't influence ours. And that's the same. That's the exact same concept when you're talking the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. Yeah, it gets Something's weirder and weirder. Live there. Right. Yeah, something's, something's got to live there. Yeah. You know, and that's just the way it is. Are, are you familiar with, uh, you know, you're talking about the, the werewolf um, thing, but you were also talking about abductees. Do you know about Chad and Alta Dillard? Who is this? So they, I, I, I can name drop them because they are very um, out there. Um, actually, I, I just I, shopped I, at their store earlier. I love it. I, I, was, in oh, big, yeah, I was in the big and tall store. <laughs> I was in the big and tall section earlier. I was buying some clothes. No, I'm just kidding. Who, who are they, though? They got a cool name. Yeah, Chad, Chad and Alta, um, they actually uh, they speak on behalf of a lot of their uh, – they had an alien abduction that happened, I believe, in 1993. It was either 93 or 96. I get them confused, but I didn't – plan on talking about it but i will um what's really interesting is that um you know she's uh alta her and i talk a lot she's had a very strange interesting life um and she's just trying to make sense of it all and which is understandable but um her and her husband and their friends uh were all abducted um like i said in the 90s in the french quarter okay and in the, the french quarter new orleans yes yes are you talking in like in the middle of the like everything happening it just it, it, yes, yes. And it was, even though it was relatively late, it, it wasn't that late. And she was saying that the whole street was basically empty. And the only thing they remember is walking down the street and then they all woke up the next day in different places. Okay. So here's the thing. It was, it was, uh, Chad and Alta. And then it was their, their friend who I can't name. Um, but, um, all three of them were together. They had gone out that night um, because the friend broke up with her boyfriend the day before. Okay. Like I said, they were walking down the street and they just don't remember anything but waking up the next day. Um, Alto woke up at her house. Chad woke up at his house. And the friend woke up and she was driving her car. And um, uh, Alta remembered what happened. And she actually remembered being on a different planet, surrounded by multiple species of, of extraterrestrial, whatever they were. And um, Chad did not remember anything. He was later regressed. And when he was re regressed, um, he was taken up on a ship. And all uh, the friends, she remembered everything. She was on the same ship that, that Chad was on. 
But the weird thing about it is that the reason why they'd gone out, I told you, is because she broke up, the friend broke up with her boyfriend the day before, right? When she broke up with him, while she, as she told him it's over, he turned into a wolf. He turned into a werewolf. Changed wow. right in front of her. And she was, yeah, and she was very, very upset. How did she describe the transformation? Um, so I haven't talked with the friend directly. Um, but you know, in, in speaking with Alta, so she's, she's telling him about, you know, she's like, Hey, you know, this whole relationship thing isn't working out. And he just started getting like increasingly upset, but then he started sweating really badly and, um, he starts kind of moving, you know, moving around kind of weird. And then she said the way it happened, it wasn't like a complete transformation. It was just kind of one of those in the blink of an eye, he just started looking very strangely. And then like everything just kind of started to move like his like the like the structure of his face just started kind of just moving and shifting around and she and she was like Ugh. what is happening so he didn't he didn't completely change um but she says the only thing that she can really describe it as was, was a wolf i'd love to talk to her um but i don't think she even speaks to chad and alta anymore i don't know she had a really hard time with it actually um this all happened this whole event happened and nine nine months later she had a baby mm. So she was, is that baby the thing the werewolf's baby guy uh presu- presumably yes but she's it, it's messed her up so badly that she's never pushed it she's never talked to the guy ever again she's never tried to i wouldn't either you know but the thing is is that i told you she woke up driving right and she was driving um she was driving on his street that is crazy so are right so is the werewolf Tell thing connected you think i'm a werewolf <laughs> Don't say that you're gonna get hit with child support. Um, <laughs> did she have the baby or she did? Yeah, she's she's ha- yeah, she's had the baby. But the thing is, is that like Alta's always wondered, and you know, this is just kind of her thing. Um, it could be Chad's, and and not because she thinks her and Chad had anything, but because they all got abducted by aliens. You know, they yeah. don't know what happened, and so you know, but they've just nobody, they've never, you know. She, the lady, does not want to talk about it. Will not talk about it anymore. Um, she, you know, she shared her piece of it, and that's it. Um, but that's yeah. Chad and Alta Dillard, they do all kinds of, you know, they're speakers. They haven't done it in a really long time. But uh, Alta actually, you know, and, and the and the story sounded wild, right? And let me tell you, we talked about that healthy dose of skepticism earlier. And I'm just like, okay, all right, uh, sure, you know, which I, I don't, I, for the most part, you know, I try to believe what everybody says. However, Alta um, has a has a file with Mufon because she's when she was abducted, she had an implant placed in her, and, and she's got the X-rays of the implant, and it's there. And I don't, we don't know what it is. She also has a second one. She's got a second one that she's she's trying to fund right now. She's trying to fund uh, an MRI because they can't pick it up on X-ray, and but they kind of picked it up on an ultrasound, but not clear enough to see what it is. So they're going to try to do an MRI and see if they can see it that way. But she says it's another one. Um, oh, but I, I have a question. Um, sure. is she the, the other one is in her head or? The other one, I believe, is like on her, on her hip, and then the one she got X-rayed, I believe, is in her arm. I would have to pull it up. I believe the one that's X-rayed in her arm, and then the the one that she's funding to get the MRI is in her hip, and um, she doesn't know how she knows that it's there. She just knows that it's there, and then that's when she had a friend come over who had like one of those handheld little. Um, you know, little, little devices mm-hmm. and they scanned it and there's surely there's, I mean, there's something there, but she got x-rayed. And there's nothing, but she knows it's there. She doesn't know how she knows. 
She just like has a memory of it or she just no, it's just that that it's just that weird thing. She just kinda knows. Now she also claims that while she was when she was a baby, um, like six months old, she was adopted. And uh the town that she was adopted out of, um God, I didn't prepare to talk about them tonight. I can't remember what it was, but it's a town in Arizona that doesn't exist anymore. And it, it you know, it so this town in Arizona, I can't remember the name of it. Um, it it got like swallowed up in like a sinkhole or something. Um, I swear to God, they evacuated the whole town, moved everybody out. But because that happened, Alta doesn't have any records of her birth. She doesn't even know when she was born. She doesn't know what her birthday is. So she was adopted. Okay, she was adopted out. Um, you know, just a whole you know, other weirdness. But her her adopted mother says that when she was a baby, she was also stopped in the middle of the road by a spaceship, and they took the baby. They took baby Alta. And took her, and she was gone for like three days, and brought her back. <laughs> and so she says she was abducted as like a six-month-old baby. She didn't know how old she was, but as a little baby, there she a, doesn't. There was a. It, this happened in that town that disappeared. It, it well, it was right. It was at that point. It was outside of the town that disappeared. It wasn't Arizona. Was there any um, news? Uh, did she contact like the police, or is there any like newspapers what? about this? That's a really good question. Um, she so she doesn't really know because again she doesn't know she Alta doesn't know what her name was when before Alta does has no memory of her life before the age of nine, but she's got like weird records where she was she was in a hospital quite a bit um, in Colorado. And, you know, that's definitely not in Arizona, but she knows that she was born in this town in Arizona. Now, her mother is now dead, um, but we've definitely been trying to find the records and stuff like that, um, you know, because they got to be somewhere. You know, we figure they moved everybody to this to the next town over in Arizona, uh, you know, in Arizona. And I'm sure somebody listening to the show is going to know exactly the town because um, it's kind of a, a thing, you know, a whole uh, evacuated town swallowed up by a sinkhole in Arizona. But um you know, surely the records have to exist somewhere. We've been trying to kind of backtrack our history a little bit. At least we know that there's medical records out there somewhere, but Alta's now in her 60s. And I know after a certain amount of time, they don't keep that stuff. Um, so we don't really, you know, we don't really know much about Alta's history, but we're trying to figure it out. Um, but she's definitely had just a very long, strange life. <laughs> That's crazy. What's even crazier is Nelly, that reminds me, we need to go to Alta tomorrow. Because the, 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 hair, the, hair, the, the, the shampoo that, I, that I'm using now, it's shampoo and body wash because I always have to have both. But that, that stuff works great. It's at Alta. From, from Alta, yes. yeah. It does. It smells really good, though. <laughs> it's like nothing to do with but it. But the name, I just kept thinking, man, I need to get some of that. Alta, no. A-L-T-L-A. Maybe I'll send oh, it away. Alta, she'll, she'll A-L-T-L-A. Okay. Well, I thought you were saying Alta. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Alta. Alta. Yeah. So Alta. her name's Alta, and she's, and she's in her 60s now, Alta and Dillard, that is yeah. so weird. Now, yeah. I was going to say, when you said that about how she didn't have any memories before the age of yeah. nine, that's a very weird and kind of freaky phenomenon with like what the, with the millennials and now with the Generation Z. Uh, there's a lot of them that don't have memories from when, from, from when before they're like six, seven years old. It is so weird. Like it is very, very weird. Like my nephews and their little friends and stuff, they, they don't remember like, like I remember being like two, three, you know, whatever. They don't have memories of that. Like that a bunch really of them. Weird. I mean, a bunch of them, like one of my friends, she was on Facebook and she's like, my son says he don't remember anything before the age of seven. And I'm like, 
what? Like, you know, and, and so it, it just came up one day and we started talking about it. And I had thought it was weird that, that my nephew, one of them says he remembers everything after like the second grade. And then Zane said something about he remembers bits and pieces. And then, and then, then everything about like the time he was eight, he remembers everything. And I'm going like, How, why is that even what? That's weird. What is that? So then I posted it on Facebook one day a long time ago. And a bunch of people started talking about it, how their kids didn't, they started asking their kids and their kids didn't have these memories. And I was going like, but you say she's in her sixties. That's, yeah. that's unheard of. And so somebody that didn't remember anything until she was nine. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely got a very interesting, like maybe I'll send her your way. They'll, like I said, they'll happily come on the show. Yeah. I'd um, love to know, have I, them I, on. I mean, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't name drop anybody without very explicit um, permission because I, I, that's, con you know, the yeah, absolutely. confidentiality is very consent is so important to me. Yeah. Um, but you know, they, they, they would probably come on. Um, I'll talk to her about it, but I don't, you know, I don't want to get too much into their story. Cause I know she shared a lot with me. I don't know exactly what she's okay with and what she's not. Everything she's I the one that had on. the werewolf incident. No, she, her, their friend, did. Their, their friend so the did. I'm sorry. Person, I'm sorry. The friend. Yes. Did. Okay. Yeah. The third person. Yeah. The third person with them, um, got, they, they've got a book about it. Um, Right. It's called something, something in the French quarter. I have to orbduction, orbduction in the French quarter or something like that. Wow. And, um, and it's so, I, you know, people yeah. try to argue with me about the werewolf dog, man, blah, blah, blah thing. And I tell them all the time. Okay. And, and, and I tell them if you read as many stories as I do every day, okay, you would not, there's just, I mean, there's just so much, I mean, and everybody's got their right. own take on it and their own idea on it. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's so crazy. I mean, you can't, you, you know, and then people say, well, you know, I, I go by the dog man's sightings that reported to me and everybody else's, I don't, I don't right. take any stock in. And then the same thing with Mothman, they're like, well, I, I believe in the, 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 the sightings that reported to me and everybody else's right. are just, you know, nonsense or whatever. And then they'll make maps and stuff too, based on what they've come up with. And then everybody else is what, just not correct. I mean, I, I don't understand that because the, the, there's there's so many stories from so many different parts of the country that you can't even like. I mean, I, I the 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 one other uh, Mothman sighting I was going to tell you about, Ashley, this happened and where me and Nelly were just there a couple of years ago off, off the Pacific Coast Highway. Uh, it was in California, and of course, there's tons of them out of Chicago, but that, you know that's kind of Lon's territory, and you know, and you guys, sure. you got yours on the in the east, but. I'll tell you this one. This one happened on the Pacific Coast Highway. They were driving just in the in, in late at night, you know, and it's still it's still a pretty dangerous spot, you know, because like it, 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 what, it two lanes in it, honey. So many places. This is two lanes, and this thing almost made them wreck and, and head off into an oncoming uh, truck. Uh, it swooped down and it just like just went over the top of their vehicle, and then the, it kind of swooped back. Like it was trying to make them wreck, and the only thing that they could really make out of of the features of this giant bird like thing they said was red glowing eyes, right? <clears throat> and they said that it almost made they they swerved into almost an oncoming truck, and then they swerved back. And thank goodness they didn't uh, they didn't die. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. And I believe it was near. I think they were getting close to uh, was it Pismo? Mm -hmm. Pismo. Yeah. And I was just like, that's crazy, you know, and. Just it just you know, and it was it was in the summertime. It happened in 2017, um, which was I think we were there the following summer, wasn't it, honey? 
Yes. Yeah, we did. And then we actually stopped in, I believe, in Pismo, I believe. I thought we did. We stopped for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there. yeah, there have definitely been, I mean, the one of the most recent sightings, not that happened recently, but something that uh, was reported to me happened in, uh, in Washington State in 2007. And, uh, you know, somebody, somebody saw it, um, it was in their backyard and, you know, they, they're, they're, uh, um, you know, they're, they're military and, you know, they're, they're trained to handle weird things. And this guy, um, not just that leading up to this had a bunch of UFO sightings. And then all of a sudden there's, you know, he would, and he knew at the time, I mean, Mothman was popular enough by then he, he knew what he was looking at. Um, and you know, he was going to try to shoot it, but you know, before it, it was gone. So <laughs> we weren't going to do it. Well, it's a good but, thing you didn't uh, shoot at it. Cause there's no telling what might've happened. Well, right. It's going to make it mad. Um, you know, and, uh, become, become the next meal or something. I don't know. I wouldn't take the chances, but, um, you know, but there are definitely, you know, still sight sightings in that area. I mean, you mentioned, you know, down there in California, I mean, gosh, you know, and then right, right. I guess next, next door, next door above whatever it is, uh, over there in Washington state. I mean, it does, you know, it's not, I'm not surprised by it. Um, a lot of people are, a lot of people do seem surprised by it because again, people only really, it just barely scratched the surface with, with the point pleasant sightings. And, and I guess I can't even say the point pleasant sightings. I'll tell you what it wasn't, it wasn't just seen the name Mothman came from a, a, a journalist in Ohio. Um, it didn't actually come from anybody in, in West Virginia. So, I mean, it was seen, you know, throughout Ohio, throughout, West Virginia and throughout Kentucky during that time. But anyway, I mean, even people don't, don't realize that, you know, again, they get their information from the, the movie and, uh, or oh, whatever. Yeah. Richard Gear, whatever. <laughs> Richard Gear, Yeah. And, and, the and, and the Mothman Prophecies movie, or, you know, just the simple, the simplest terms. The and weird there's just phone calls. More, who is this? You know, it's the Mothman. right. Well, you know it's who I am? Mothman. I'm Richard Gear. Well, and you know, it's funny the because end. like, no, no one wants you know. It's like you know those weird phone calls and stuff. Like that was supposed to be John, and John Keel was getting weird phone calls, yeah, and and things like that. I mean, it was happening. Now there's there's debate as to whether or not, um, you know, some people say that uh, like Gray Barker and and his buddies were were actually messing with Keel, and uh, they were kind of driving him crazy a little bit, making him think that he was being watched by the men in black and and the yeah. government stuff like that. But they can't account for, and and maybe they did you know maybe they were calling them sometimes and just you know breathing heavy or you know rosebud or whatever <laughs> rosebud. Um, <laughs> rosebud. or they're like we need to talk to you about your car's warranty like, good yeah. god dude please and it hasn't even started hasn't even been invented yet and you're already calling me good god man what is this what is this the 1960s hand he's like that's why he knew it was so weird he's like what is this extended warranty he's like they called me about my extended warranty before it even existed how do i even know about it it's 1967 it's weirder and weirder yeah yeah the mothman is creepy now i'll tell you one more mothman and you tell me what you think of this one and this one was weird because okay i don't even know if i should include this one nelly's already laughing look somebody claimed that they saw it in the mirror in the mirror. In the mirror. Yeah. They claim that they saw and and I asked this person if they thought that like what was it? And like, what do you think it was? And they were like, I don't know. It just it had red eyes. Um I've heard a lot of stories about stuff in the mirror. My brother, in fact, uh used to do he used to dabble in the dark arts. Okay. And that he did. Sure. He really had lots of problems. And Nellie knows, he's, you know. Mm-hmm. It's been a long, you know, struggle with him. He's had problems with addiction and things like that, you know. And, and so he is uh, 
he's one of those people like he's a rec- like he knows he'll always be a recovering addict. You know what I mean? He'll always he's like that. And so he saw something when when he was doing one of his ceremonies. He thought it didn't work. Well, then he walks into the into the bathroom, turns the light on, and there's this thing standing in the bathroom. And then when he turns the light back off, it's in the mirror. He said it was pig-like, right? He said it looked like a pig. Pig, yeah. Well. A human pig. A, a human mixed pig. with like a boar. Mm-hmm. And then, so then I had a friend, we were talking one night. It was me, him, and my brother. Okay. And this story is not real long, but I mean, it, he basically said, I saw something very similar to that. He said, but it was, but it was black and it looked like it was hunched down like a bird, but it had glowing red eyes. And they, he said that they were pretty big, like about the size of silver dollars. Like, you know. Yeah. And uh, he said it just it it sort of leapt out at him through the mirror, and he fell backwards out of the bathroom into. And I know where he was at. He was at a friend of ours uh, partying and hanging out. Okay, so use your imagination. But he fell backwards into the hallway, and he said that I opened my eyes and it was gone. And he said that he goes, I never thought anything of it until one day, you know. He goes, uh, they, people were talking about this Mothman. And he saw what looked like kind of like a sketch of it or whatever. And he said it wasn't exact, but it looked kind of like that. And he told me, he goes, what do you think? And I'm like, dude, I have no freaking idea. It was close enough to trigger it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have no freaking idea. I was like, wait. I told him. I said, wait 15 years when I meet Ashley and then she can talk. (laughs) And we will talk about John Kill's extended warranty too. Okay. (laughs) In the meantime, stop talking about this stuff and doing whatever you're doing. And he didn't listen. Yeah, you know? that's very likely. And he was at I my mean, friend's I, pad, who's party, who's party pads. I can only imagine what the heck kind sure. of crap was going on over there. Sure. Nelly knows half of these the usual suspects. That, They're very sure. nice people. They're very nice people. I like them. Back, back then, cool. they were a different bunch. But you know, but it was very you know, and and of course, my friend was like, you know, oh yeah, I don't believe that. That's bull crap. That never happened. You know, I'm talking about. Jack. And he was like looking at him. He was looking at himself in the mirror, or was he like? Well, he walked. It, it, it was very weird because, like, my brother said the same thing happened to him, but like, it was after an incantation. But this house that, that my friend had, he okay. Let me just give you a little backstory. All right, my but my buddy, it was it was a house that he inherited, and it was a five bedroom house, which is like here in Austin now. It's probably going to go for five six million dollars. Sure. You know, even rundown condition. You know, it's it, it's 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 probably even more than that, depending on the location, but where it's at and everything else, you know, it's kind of a rundown. So he inherited it and it was like, um, he just turned it into a party pad and everybody would just sure. flop there and hang out there. But thank goodness they weren't doing it at my house. So anyways, wow. I went over there a few times and it was just like, there's no telling what kind of stuff was going to jump out at you. And so then he, we're in the back and he's cleaning his pool one day and I was talking to him and oddly enough, his name is John. Um, but he said, he goes, dude, this place is totally haunted. So he points up at the window and he goes, look right there, right now, there's something looking at us. And I look up, I don't see anything. All right. And I'm going like, dude, okay. Yeah. You're off your rocker. Well, here's what sure. happened though. When I finished talking to him, I walked through the house to go out. And from one of the bedrooms, like, uh, when I was walking out, there was like a hallway, and then there was like a like like kind of like led to another little like a little like like parallel smaller hallway where the bedrooms were, and the one hallway went into the dining area and there was like it was a big house but it was just not in real good condition. Um, it was like it was let you know just let go you know they just left it you know. Sure. And I heard somebody say wolf like wolf like that and I turned and it sounded like a female, 
And I was like, oh, I thought so. I thought it was from that. I thought it was his girlfriend or his sister. So I walked over to that bedroom, and I heard I look in the like I didn't look, I didn't see it happen. So I don't count this as something weird paranormal. It just could have been a coincidence. But I see like some clothes like fall off of a chair, and I look over and I'm like, oh, that's weird. So then I just walked out really quickly, and uh, yeah. Then two days later, a friend of ours who's you know got some some he's he's had some issues like he's been in rehab and stuff like that let's be honest sure but he's never told me anything weird like that he said dude that house john john's house is it's completely haunted it's like y'all's house it was back when i was you know living down south austin he goes it's like yours and i was like really he goes just a lot bigger yeah and he said that it was like there was an incident that happened with a girl there too, where this some something like was holding her down or something, and she wow. got freaked out in one of the bedrooms, so she ran out of there screaming, which happened in our house too. I mean, there was my girlfriend at the time had something weird happen, and she came out screaming. But th- this this uh, incident, like the very next day, was when our other friend walked into the uh, the bathroom and claims to have seen, you know, like, and, and he said that. To me and my brother, so not too long ago, I got in touch with him because me and you had been talking about doing the Mothman right. show for months. Sure. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to talk to him and, and refresh my memory about that story. So he he talked to me about it and he told me, he said, dude, I walked into the bathroom, turned the light on, and the light went off. Like it, it, like he turned it on and it turned off. The and switch? Now, the switch, yeah. And I mm-hmm. asked him to be point blank honest. I said, dude, okay, you were probably imbibing are you sure you didn't accidentally? Right. And he goes, no, dude. And he was very adamant about it. And he goes, no. And if, if you're going to talk, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk to you. So I said, all right, all right, calm down. You know? And so he told me, he said, dude, I looked in the mirror and I saw this weird thing. I don't even, it was like a giant shadowy looking bird thing. He couldn't even descri- like describe it other than it was black. And he just said, he said, I saw these two glowing red eyes and it like, it leaped toward, it leapt toward me, and and I fell backwards out into the hallway, and and it, I put my hands up like to block it, and it just there was nothing there. He goes, and then just then I looked to my left, and there's like this couple coming out of one of the bedrooms, and they're all <laughs> laughing. Yeah, what's wrong? What's up, man? Yeah, and he's like, dude, get out, get away from me. He like literally pushed him out of his way and ran out of the house. Wow. And then he said no. he never went back over there. But yeah. according to the, the guy that that, uh, that that owned that house, that had inherited the house, somebody had died in the swimming pool. And according to his aunt, um, it was people that owned it before them, before they had bought it or whatever. And his aunt said that they didn't, that the swimming pool, there was something wrong with the swimming pool. Like somebody had been pulled under or something. And, and so. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so there was but this a weird. Very long history of. Yeah, it's 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 a very weird and, and and I think that house is like just out there abandoned now because commercial area kind of grew up around it. Sure. So it's just kind of like there. I, I I don't know. I haven't been by there in so long. Last time I saw it was kind of boarded up. It looked like you know somebody had just or maybe they had purchased the land and just kind of boarded it up because it was weird. It was like around an industrial area, and it was like there was just this house, you know, because the industrial yeah. area built up around it. But according to, uh, you know, people that I've talked to, you know, that whole area is, is like there's a lot of weird stuff that's gone on. Really weird, yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, if I if this if this were a, a report that I was taking, I, I would I would put it under, you know, at least uh, 
you know, Mothman adjacent. I mean, I, I put them, you know, I, I have so many notebooks <laughs> with all these, <laughs> I write them all down, um, which I should probably upgrade and, and enter 2021 and use my computer more, but sure, um, I use notebooks too. I use computer and notebooks. I have both. Then you you've know. got, right. Then you've got them all. Yeah. Um, but you know, if, if, but if I were taking that report, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify it, uh, just immediately as moth. I've got my ones that I think, you know, for definite are, definitely the mothman um I, I would classify that one as more mothman adjacent um but i i would personally still consider it to be uh probably whatever it is the same thing um i just wouldn't classify it because of the metaphysical aspects of it i suppose um usually it's the it's the it's the longer the longer winded events and the more involved type of things i mean with that one in such a short incident um and not much interaction uh, but it sounds like he saw what he saw. I mean, you know, so I'm I'm assuming he only saw the the head. I mean, it had wings. Is that you know? I, well, yeah, I he just said it was bird like. You know, when I asked yeah. him about the wings, he goes, "I don't know, dude. It just looked like a crouching bird." You know, when you're talking to somebody who's not really interested in telling, you know, right, and, right. and you're kind of pestering them, and you just call them out of the blue. And I hadn't talked to him in a while because sure. I, there's, 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 you know, it's nothing personal. It's just, it's, I get busy and, I, and then, and then he's yeah. all, Oh, you haven't called me in forever. You just wanted to hear my weird story. And I'm like, okay. So then I had to agree to go down to the bar and drink with them and get into a bar fight. Sorry, honey. I didn't mean to tell you that, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> and he's like, when, when are we going to go out drinking again and get in a bar fight? This is ridiculous. Talking about I demons and mirrors. You know, you're just, you're hanging out at the bar one night and all of a sudden somebody just decides to come up to you and start asking about your your extended warranty i, I get it, I get it. <laughs> so you yeah. gotta turn and break a mug upside their head everybody starts <laughs> kung fu fighting you know and just it happens you know you know sometimes, but, <laughs> like they're um, like we've been trying to reach you about your extended warranty what are you drinking by the way like, <laughs> or they would leave it would be the other way they'd be like can i buy you a drink sir what well, thank you we'd like to talk about your extended warranty <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'm good. I was gonna ask for Tawaka Chill, but never mind. <laughs> <sighs> you know, tired of it. So, you know, Ashley. So let, let me ask you a question. Sure. Give me, give me, and in contrast to the metaphysical ones, give me one that you know is exact, absolutely physical. Absolutely physical. Oh, none of them. None of them. No, I would say none of them are physical. Now, um, I, I guess the best, one of the better examples I have that that I know is is nowhere on record, um, except for myself, um, is that I have a uh, a coworker who, when I first started making the Mothman documentary, I just asked on social media one day, "Has anybody seen the Mothman?" And uh, to my surprise, I had some responses. And oh, the you'll get them. Uh, absolutely, and and the coworker, um, she told me that she's seen it, and her mom also saw it. Um, and, and they happen to see it, you know, they kind of lived in this, in this house and, uh, I know it doesn't mean anything to anybody, but Beaver Creek, Ohio. And, um, you know, she, she had seen it, the coworker, um, she had seen it kind of along the tree line outside. They lived in an area. I mean, it's kind of, it's not really like in the country, but it's just right outside of the city where there's more, you know, the houses are more spread out. And she's, she saw it in the tree line one day and just kind of hanging out there. Um, but the mom, she saw it twice and she saw it walking down the street, just w casually take a stroll. And, uh, but the other time she saw it was she opened up her garage and when she opened up the garage, she said it was sleeping upside down, like, like a bat with the wings folded in the garage. And, uh, she just walked out. Now the garage door was open. So, I mean, it makes sense that it would be there. And she said it was a, probably about six foot 
it was hanging upside down from her, you know, beams in her garage. And she just kind of turned around and, and didn't mess with any of that and just kind of left. And it, and it was the middle of the day. I mean, it was just the middle of the day. Um, but, you know, with something like that, she did describe it as more of like, uh, well, you know, I mean, a lot of people, some people have described it as looking much like the flying fox, um, mm-hmm. which do look strange, right? They look very odd, but we know that they exist. Um, however, they're not six feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Did she describe it as a flying fox looking thing? Just yeah, she said it that's exactly what it looked like, like a flying fox, but it was huge. And and you know, could it have possibly been that it was a flying fox and it was in her garage and it was sleeping? I you know, I guess so, except we don't have flying foxes in Ohio. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 again, they're not that big, but we know eyewitness accounts can be kind of faulty when it comes to sizes, so so who knows. But she described it basically the same way. It kind of had the wings where um there were bat wings but they're fuzzy. You know, and then they had like the light, they were like light, instead of black, they were like light brown. And, uh, that's, and that's how she described it. And so to me, that sounds more like an animal, you know, than, than anything metaphysical. So, um, but, but, you know, as, as far as my personal opinion goes, no, I don't think any of them are physical. Well, when flying foxes would come on the porch, mama would just chase them off with the broom. <laughs> I'll take care of those mothmans. She just went back in the house and just acted like everything was okay. I'm going to have me some sweet tea and wait for my phone call about my extended warranty. That's all she did. That's all she did. I would have been like out there with the man that thing. I would have, you know, mm mm-mm. At least done something. She's like, no. But she, you know, she says the same thing. You know, some people get this really weird feeling of dread. Other people get a very extra sense of comfort. And she always kind of had that sense of comfort with it. She was never afraid of it. That's weird. Um, I wouldn't be comfortable with something hanging down like that. And she, yeah, she was never. Well, you'd think, right? It sounds horrifying. You just wake it up does. one day and you're going to leap and, and there's a, a, a mothman in your garage. But, you know, that's she just kind of turned around and just thought, well, it'll leave when it leaves. And that was that, you know, so so very interesting. But, um, you know, I'll leave it with an even freakier story. Um and then it'll, it'll, it'll probably, probably be my last one, but, um, she, so you think, so I think, well, for now, um, <laughs> but, uh, at least for tonight anyway. Um, but anyway, she put me in contact with a gentleman who, um, worked, uh, for the parks and rec, um, center as like a park ranger for, um, a lot of people have heard of this place, but for Helltown, Ohio. Um, Helltown, Ohio is actually um, uh, Boston, Ohio. The original Boston, Ohio. It's an abandoned town. Lots of weird stories out of where, out of there. Now, I'm going to say this right now because I know people are going to say I've heard of it because you watched the thing on the Travel Channel. Travel Channel thing, 100% fiction, documentary, not true. However, it does have its fair share of stories. Now, going back to this gentleman, he worked for the Parks and Rec um facility down there and what they would do back in the 70s is they would have to patrol now helltown when when they evacuated everybody out of town they moved everybody out it became part of the cuyahoga nature reserve up there uh and um so it today you can go and you can walk it's open to the public you can go there there's not much left um but it's just part of the nature reserve now um but he was walking around and uh, what they would do is they would want them to patrol that area because everybody had just gotten kicked out of their homes. They were worried about people coming in and starting, you know, vandalizing the area or starting fires or what have you. And uh, so he was doing his patrols one day and he's, he, he came right out, right outside of Helltown and he came up to this weird area where there was a big fenced in area. And when he, 
kind of got up there to see what was going on. It's obviously lots of noise and things. When he when he got up there to see what was going on, there was um like all he described them as were military men standing kind of in a circle around this creature that he described looked like Jeepers Creepers. And yeah. he says that he couldn't see, he couldn't, he didn't know, but he felt like it was attacking them with some type of electrical attack. And he doesn't, he can't really elaborate on that. It was just, again, one of those things that he just kind of knew. And, uh, and, uh, and he, he, he left, he got out of there. And, you know, he tell, he kind of tells the story sometimes, but nobody's ever really stopped to take him very seriously. You know, after that, he, he switched, uh, he switched parks. He didn't want to work there anymore. He quit his, quit his job there. Um, but yeah, she put me in contact with him. And so it's like, well, Jupiter's Creepers guy, is that another example of the Mothman? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't and know what the if problem. the, what if the Mothman all along is just escape flying foxes? Escape <laughs> could be, <laughs> um, but probably not. No, probably I mean, not. I think that the Jeepers Creepers reference was pretty was pretty interesting because, you know, you have this Mothman who seems to do these flaps in history, right? It, he kind of comes out every so many years and hangs out in certain areas, just yeah. like the Jeepers Creepers movie, you know. So very, just very interesting how how that stuff kind of ties in together. Now, again, I think he's been around and he's he's going to be around and he you know has been around forever, but uh, you know I don't know the similarities were were odd. It but, is weird. You know, that's that's another one. But no, yeah, Helltown, definitely check it out. Recommend it. It's uh <laughs> totally totally cool to go up there. No, it is it is pretty neat actually. Um and it does have a lot of other weird stories. Just don't don't listen to the travel channel thing. That that um the the whole you know, the, the, these mothmen like swooping sure. down pe- at people's cars, coming out of yeah. mirrors, you know, doing all the weird things that they do. Um, I, honestly, there probably really are, in my honest opinion, just trying to get you to extend your car's warranty. I mean, that's really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> At the end of the day, I think you're right. I mean, these people, man, they, they, they have to go through some measures to get you. Cause I know <laughs> I never talk to them, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, so you just send a moth man after me. I, I might, I might stop and listen. You they know? they always, they're always named Mike too. They always, have always. Like, yeah, always, this is Mike. <laughs> And they can't speak, you can speak, you know, crack. And then you're like, okay, you sound like you're from another country and your name is Mike. And His, name's, woman, his name's Mike Mothman. Moth, Mothman, <laughs> I need to speak about warranty of your car. Okay, yeah, I, I'm good, dude, I'm good. I, I, in fact, I blew my car up just to get away from you people. It's over. <laughs> That's what you, know? It's, you know, it's it's either that or it's obviously, obviously... The Loch Ness Monster looking for, for their tree fitty. <laughs> their tree fitty. <laughs> you know, the Mothman is just like anything else. I mean, it's, it, it's it like you, you go to bed thinking everything's fine. You wake up and you're on fire. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like Mothman. <laughs> Mothman's over there like, well, see ya. You know, hopefully, hopefully, though, like like nobody is goes anywhere looking and gets hurt or anything like that. We don't want anybody going to right. Helltown or going to the, you know, the, the uh, TNT area and getting hurt. Okay? Right. So just, please Always don't do that them. folks. And, and um, right. we don't want anything like that. And Ashley's not advocating for that. And neither am I. No, not at all. Yeah. No. no, 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 before you go. I mean, I'm all about people. I'm all about a good adventure. It's just, you know, be, be, be safe. You know, safety is number mm-hmm. one priority. 
and be smart, you know, when you go to these places. I mean, again, know where you're going. Um, you know, Helltown is, Helltown is on its public property. For the most part, it's safe, just general hiking. Um, so whatever you would take, you know, that's what I tell people. Don't go out into the woods um, unless you're prepared to take down a bear at minimum. Because mm-hmm. you never know what could happen. Exactly, because bears are real, and we know that they're real, and they, they will kill you. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, along you know, with just, all kinds of uh, other stuff, so other things that that right Snakes. that we don't necessarily right all kinds of things. So I mean, just be prepared when you go to places like the TNT area in Point Pleasant. You know, absolutely go there and check it out. I mean, go there and support the local businesses. They 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 need the help, you know. But uh, don't go strolling around on people's private property because again, they'll they'll shoot you and yes. don't touch the water. And so. please don't do that here in Texas. Do not go. No. On private property, I've had people asking me before about, you know, investigating certain areas. Yeah, all this boots on the ground stuff sounds great, but you're not going to do a lot of it in Texas because you will get shot. You will. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not even joking. I've had people right. say, yeah, go ahead and walk around and see what happens. And like told me, you know, not that they were going to shoot me, but that if I told anybody about their property, whatever, they were just going to shoot them. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, we hear gunshots in, in the TNT area all the time. And, you know, it's just, you know, luckily I'm, I'm, I'm easy to spot. I got the bright red hair. They're not going to mistake me for a deer, you know, but <laughs> at the same time, you know, those, bl- those bullets got to fall somewhere and, uh, you know, it's just not safe. It's not safe. You know, know your seasons, know what you're doing. Um, you know, don't just go out into the woods. That's, that's dumb. They'll be dumb. Absolutely. And so Ashley, we're going to, we're going to end it, but we, Really enjoyed having you on. I enjoyed, uh, and, and we're friends, folks. Me and Ashley and Nelly, we we're friends. We're um, friends. We all work together. Um, yeah. You know, we we've re- we've researched together and done all kinds of, you know, whatever. And it was it was high time that we got on here and did a podcast show and, and did the thing. Yeah, finally. Yeah. No, that's I, no. I enjoyed it. I'll you know I'll I'll come back and I've got so much uh to talk about so i mean if uh absolutely and yeah absolutely i mean i'm always you know whatever and so sure. i'm down just to just to do whatever and so absolutely yep and so wednesdays we talk weird that's what it's called on, on wednesdays on wednesdays we talk weird every okay. wednesday okay. So, on wednesdays uh, we talk out. weird that's her show on wednesdays we talk weird my show is tuesday the live stream and then friday we drop the the Whatever, but every day of the week, I'm calling people about their extended warranty. So just every day, I just gave it away. It's me, folks. I've been doing it, (laughs) spamming the whole country. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it? I'm spamming you. I'm gonna get you extended warranties. Don't worry. Make you an offer you can't refuse. You know. So so, anyways, that's Ashley Hill, folks, and we talked about Mothman, and everybody, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, Nelly, thanks for, for sitting in and, 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 and adding to the show that uh, Ashley, thank you for doing the show, and everybody sure. that's listening, uh, anybody wants to get in touch with uh, Ashley about their, their Mothman sightings, is there a way they can contact you? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, I guess... Uh... Gosh, there's so many ways. I'm on everywhere. Um, so on Facebook, you can add me over there. I'm Ashley Hilt. I'm the one with the red hair. Um, you can also follow me over either on Twitter or Instagram at It's Ashers. Um, I also have an email that you could send me an email to. Um, it is from the Ashers at gmail.com. Ashers is with a Z at the end. 
Um, and, uh, I'll, you know, I'll take contacts either way. Typically email is a little more private because you can make your own account. Some people do that for, uh, you know, to remain anonymous. That's fine. Um, or, or not, you know, whatever you choose to do, but I'm here, I'm, I'm here for it. And get that book done so you can autograph it and I can give it away to people. <laughs> I will do that. Cause uh, th- definitely. And I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy some copies. Like, give me the first 20 out of there. Oh, that's hey! I'm gonna hold you to it. Yeah, I will absolutely. I, I buy I buy books all the time. I'm you know, <laughs> I just in, anybody that uh, is an author, I support because I believe people need to read. That's a big fundamental problem in our country that people don't read. And the and the oh, other yeah. day, a very embarrassing thing, folks. By the way, uh, and Nelly knows this. We we I was on uh, a group, okay, and I made a statement, and this this <laughs> this this person corrected me on my spelling. And then like 10, 15 people got on there and started laughing at them and they couldn't figure out why. It's because I spelled it correctly and they corrected me with an incorrect spelling. My God. And, and, and then that was like, and they were like, oh, y'all just want to troll me because it's Josh. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, no, you actually spelt it wrong. You spelled oh the God. word wrong. And so, and I, I don't believe, I remember what the word was, fertility or fundamentally or, or something, or, or I don't remember what it was, but. And I, and I was like, dude, this person, and I, so I felt bad for this person. I was like, delete it, dude, just delete it. You know, it's like, you know, wow. you know? but, but that's a problem. People don't know how to spell. <laughs> People well, don't- and I, I will say this, you know, when it comes to the, uh, the, the book and the documentary, um, the thing is, is that you don't have to, you don't have to engage in one to enjoy the other. So like, you don't have to have the book to enjoy the documentary mm-hmm. and, you know, the other way around. However, there is going to be information in both that's not going to be in the other. Yeah. So you'll you'll have certain information in the documentary that that you won't have in the book, and you'll have so much more in the book that you won't have in the documentary. So it's it's really going to benefit everybody. The book will be out first. Um, I'm hoping by the spring, but don't hold me to it. Um, but uh, you know, like like I said, you don't have to have both, but you know, I highly suggest both, and that's not because I make money if you get both. That's because I just recommend it. So yeah. <laughs> And that's smart to do it, get given information on, you know, for me, I'm going to make it to where my book, if you don't, if you don't own a copy of my book, you're no longer my friend. That's smart. That's, that's a really it. good I'm idea. I'm done with you. you that's you know? what I should, I that's should do. That's what you should do. You know what? Make, right. make it, make it a rule. You, right. you, you, if you want to, if you want anything from me, you better buy this book. You're going to read this book. Right. You better buy it. And I'm going to give quizzes on my show constantly on the live stream. If not, you're if getting, you don't you're get getting, it right, you're kicked you're out. Banned. Bam, yeah. boom, bam, yeah. for life. That's a good idea. That's smart. For life. And then I'm going to ruin your credit score. Listen. I don't know how is, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to figure it out. And this is on out. top of, you don't just have to buy the book. You have to also get the extended warranty. Extended warranty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> and then you're banned if you don't do that too. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm just going to keep asking for more and more. That's it. Period. <laughs> you know? So, all right, Ashley, we, we appreciate you coming on, folks. That's all we have time we have for tonight, and we had a good time. And I hope that you guys will uh, like and subscribe. Go check out Ashley on her platforms uh, and uh, buy her book when it comes out. And remember, she's on YouTube. She shows up on my live stream every now and then uh, to be troll, be to troll and be rude. Her name's from the Ashers. I'm just kidding. Yeah, she doesn't do that's that. me. I'm so mean over she's there. Just I know. Just talking trash. <laughs> terror. Threatening to take me up on my uh, my offer of the uh, the what you call it the waiver. She's all oh. like, yeah. She's, oh, been, yeah. she's been trying to beat me up for a while. I've been dodging her. Right. I'm like, I'm like, where do you live again? Oh yeah, I'm gonna avoid that. So, 
No, she, so yeah. So anyways, guys, that's, that's Ashley uh, and she's our friend. And so check her out. And so from everyone here at PRT, me, Anthony, Nelly, Scorpion, my brother, all of our, my nephew, Zane, Tony, everybody, everybody, (laughs) the whole team. And uh, from the Ashers, good night. Good night.